With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Lynx Magazine Golf Podcast. My name is Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Today, we are broadcasting live for season two, episode one, from the Dominican Republic. Ian, where are we sitting right now? We are sitting in at Casa de Campo, in, in, in our room, but looking out over this great view uh, and the 10th hole of Teeth of the Dog. So not a bad place to record and start season two, it's kicking it off with a bang. Not bad <laughs> at all. Right through the trees I'm looking at right now, I, I can make out ocean in, in the distance. And we've, uh, we're down here, we've been here, what, uh, five days. We've played a lot of golf. Well, I say five days. Ian, you've actually been here four because you had a flight canceled. Yeah. It's shocking. If anyone who's listened to season one knows I've had some issues with flights, so uh, don't fly with me. We're leaving today, and uh, Graylin's on the same flight, um, so fingers crossed that nothing happens with... Uh, with our flight. So we'll see, but knowing me, something will probably happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been a great time down here. Um, and we want to just kick off this episode and this season, um, by talking about this, this resort, you know, this, or this podcast is all about golf travel. And, um, we haven't really talked about any Caribbean destinations. You know, we've talked a lot about Scotland. We've talked a lot about some domestic, uh, spots, but we've had the chance to spend some really good quality time down here we've played quite a bit of golf together uh teeth of the dog and die four um so give us a little rundown what is casa de campo um and what can people expect uh if they want to consider a trip down here um the i think everything is very very you know top notch it's a it's a very good resort five-star resort um and the golf i think speaks for itself in a lot of ways but teeth of the dog is you know, a, a top 100, you know, very yeah. highly rated, um, wonderful Pete Dye course. Uh, and he kind of, this was his baby essentially. Yep. Um, he has yeah. a house off the seventh hole. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's in many ways, it's the course that people say that put him on the map, you know, he, right. uh, this was one of his earlier designs. And for those, um, who haven't been down here, the course is known for its oceanfront holes. There are, I think, seven of them in total. Yeah, um, and they're very dramatic. Very, you know? very dramatic oceanfront holes. And, and when we say oceanfront, it's not holes that have you know forty yards of dunes and then you know ocean. We're talking waves crashing onto the tee boxes, waves you know lapping up at the edge of the at the of the greens. Yeah, it's um. It's really, really spectacular. And what I like is all of the oceanfront holes are different. You're coming at, I guess you play four of them in one direction on um, one of the nines, and then you're coming at it from a totally different direction on the other. Right. So the wind directions change. Um, Three of the four par threes on the course are on the ocean. All three play at different lengths there. Um, It's really fun. I kind of had an attitude. I had heard a lot about this place. Um, We've had a lot of coworkers come down here and friends come down here. And everyone raved about it. And I kind of had that attitude of, I can't be as good as they say, you know. And 
it's it's pretty darn good, <laughs> you know. In, in terms yeah. of dramatic holes, we've found ourselves comparing this a lot to Pebble Beach throughout the week. Yep. And you know, we did some drone flying. I probably shouldn't put that on record, but by the time this goes live, uh, statute of limitations. Yeah, right? statute of limitations <laughs> will have gone out. Apparently, I wasn't allowed to fly the drone, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll just be banned from the Dominican Republic for a few years and um, <laughs> make but, it back eventually. Yeah. The, the whole time, um, Ian and I were, you know, thinking if, you know, Pebble has cliffs, which add a lot of drama. Right. But in terms of quality oceanfront holes, uh, Teeth of the Dog really stacks up. You can see why it's, you know, makes every top 100 world list uh, oh, you know, oh, yeah. pretty and, much every year. And, and the inland holes are, are very good, very good <clears throat> golf holes as well. Um, but when similarly to Pebble, they don't, they're not the ones to get the press. Uh, and, and the ones at Pebble are, are good as well. But, um, but yeah, in, if you've, if you're familiar with the resort, you've seen the, you know, the dramatic like greens sticking out into the, you know, what gave the course its name, the teeth of the dog. It's, yeah. the, those are the teeth jutting out into the, into the Caribbean. Yep. Um, and it, it makes for a tough golf course. Especially when the wind's up. Especially when the wind's up, yeah. Which, when we played, the wind was kind of... It was breezy, but nothing crazy. But um, in some of the uh, tournament play, it, it, the wind kicks up and, phew, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> uh, one of the things I always look for when I'm at a resort, um, especially for as long as we've been here, you know, five days, um, am I going to get bored with the golf options? And one of the things that, that I do like about... Um, Costa Campo that I didn't understand before we got here was that um, the die four course or really it's 27 holes three, three separate nines yeah three yeah. separate nines that's like way up in the hills I mean you're probably I don't know six or seven hundred feet of elevation up there yeah and the, that offers a completely different take on on golf so I enjoyed that I, I liked the difference I like being able to play teeth of the dog it's mainly flat you're right along the ocean yeah and then you take the shuttle up to, to die for I don't know, probably 15 minutes or so, or yeah. you can take your golf cart. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden you have a kind of a mountain golf feel. Yeah. Um, it, and two, especially two of those three nines are very, um, very dramatic as far as one, you're playing along this, you know, the banks of this river, you know, six, 700 feet up, like you said, um, the very dramatic. And then uh, one of the other nines you're playing down kind of towards the uh, Marina and then so you, you make this turn and this, this big sweeping view and these downhill holes playing towards Marina and you can see in the distance and it's it's fantastic. Um, yeah. It's a really, totally, really cool view. Totally yeah. different feels. Now, yeah. important to say, uh, you might have guessed, um, listeners, from the name Die 4, uh, that Pete Die did you know those three nines up there as well. Right. So they, they're big on Pete Die around here. Yeah. And, and <laughs> as they should be, yeah. Um, yeah. It... Um, it, it it's even those three nines have different feels. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It's very fun. I, we've buried the lead a little bit here. Um, Ian and I are down here, not on our own. We're down here with about 56 or so, uh, links magazine readers, link subscribers. Right. We're here for a subscriber event and it's been a tournament or, well, we had practice rounds and then a tournament and it's been a blast. It's been particularly fun for us talking to readers every day finding out what do you guys want to read more of in terms of this podcast what do you want to hear more of um 
you know, what do you guys think of uh, Teeth of the Dog? What do you think of Die For? What do you think of Costa de Campo as a whole? Um, so it's been a great learning experience for us. And, and it's also been fun. Um, you know, we kind of live in this bubble working in the golf industry where you kind of think to yourself, well, you know, everyone's kind of an architecture snob or everyone wants to just go play 36 a day. Everyone wants to do this or that. And being down here with with a bunch of readers, you realize we really need to cater to this entire spectrum. We have people on this trip who've played 36 every day for five days in a row. Yeah. We have people on this trip who don't play golf. They're here with their spouses or partners. Who do and yeah. That's the that's another good thing is that the you know the resort offers a lot <laughs> to do for the non golfers as well, which it was it was worth mentioning. But yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, the the non golfers here seem to be having a great time. Yeah. We were saying Ian and I just got back from breakfast and we were saying. Yeah, have you been to the beach yet? And I was like, no, I, I haven't been to the beach yet. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen half the amenities on offer here. I, I know there's equestrian and shooting and all this stuff. Ian and I pretty much have just played golf. So <laughs> Wait, if it feel, yeah, feel very bad for us <laughs> as, as far as that goes. But um, but yeah, so that, that what I really liked was you know we don't get to interact with our subscribers on a personal you know level very often. But in this yep. trip, we got to, you know, kind of be the faces and, you know, ask people directly, what, you know, what do you want to see? What do you want to do? And ask people to just make conversation and yeah. learn where, more where about them. Where do you them. guys want to have, you know, the next couple of links events? Yeah. You know, we, we do uh, events every year. Typically, we do one in Scotland, one here at Costa Campo, um, occasionally one right in uh, Hilton Head. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun. And, you know, we get feedback all the time on social media and email, but it's, it's hard to beat being in a, you know, during a round, spending four hours with somebody kind of talking about what they want to do. So exactly. Yeah. It's been really fun. Um, I've been really interested or kind of curious. I've actually heard a pretty even split between people who prefer die for over teeth of the dog. Right. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. If you were to go by the rankings, everybody should just love teeth of the dog. Um, but a lot of people love that mountain golf feel. Exactly. I was paired up yesterday with a guy named Paul from Houston. Houston's obviously very flat. And he said, you know, I, I have all the flat golf I want. I, I love that die for. And interesting, you know, yeah. a, a, a cool take. And, um, yeah, they, they, that's that's half the appeal. You know, a, yeah. gol- a great golf resort needs to offer something, uh, some variety. You know, even if it's yeah. subtle variety, like Stream Song has, you know, red, blue, and black. It's all built on somewhat similar land, but each course has its own character. Right. Um, Pinehurst obviously has their 10 courses plus now (laughs) with uh, the cradle and everything. But you've got to have that variety. And Mm -hmm. and Casa de Campo definitely has it down here. This is our first time ever coming down, ever visiting, even though this is our fourth Lynx Reader event we've done here. Yeah, yeah. So one of the exciting things we did is we were able to speak to two longtime Lynx readers, Lynx subscribers um, earlier, and we recorded them for this podcast. And we spoke with them about all of their golf travels, a little bit about their careers, um, two longtime career army guys, two colonels. colonels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting guys named Arch and Tom. We, uh, we 
did a, a round of questions, round of quick fire questions, and had a blast speaking to them. So we'll play you that interview um, right after a word from our sponsors. Ian and I are joined by Arch and Tom here at Casa de Campo. We've just finished the event. Uh, we played our final round today at Teeth of the Dog. Guys, thanks for joining us. Oh, we, we had a fabulous time. Thanks for having such a great event. Good, good, good. Well, tell us a little bit about your golf backgrounds. When did you guys start playing and how did you get into the game? Well, we started probably when we were um, seven or eight, nine years old with our parents. I think we both probably have the same background. We played, we've both been playing for 60 plus, 62, three years probably <laughs> playing golf. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, how did you guys meet? So we, we were uh, classmates at uh, West Point, and in the spring of 1968, uh, they had a meeting for anyone who was going to try to go out for the golf team. We both played golf in high school, yep. so we were doing anything to do something fun at the military academy. <laughs> <laughs> so we both uh, went out for the golf team and made the team and played together for four years. Uh, Arch was a stalwart on the team. I was a hanger-on. Uh, Tom was, but uh, we, we, that really forged our bonds of friendship for all these years. He, this has nothing to do with Casa de Campo, but tell us a little bit about that West Point course. I've heard about it. It's apparently very hilly, isn't it? Or am I? Have I heard wrong? You, oh, exactly right. It's you know, it's uh, you know, part of it's like on a ski slope in the wintertime. Okay, so you, gotcha. You know, it's very, very hilly. Lots of rocks. Lots of uh, it's it's turned out over the years to become a very nice play up there. It's only open like six or seven months of the year, but yeah, short golf season at West Point, <laughs> New York. And and uh, you know, West Point sometimes is called in some aspect i don't know it's called our rock bound highland home okay in a in a song or something and <laughs> there's a lot of rocks if you miss <laughs> the fairway it, you can get some incredible bounces there but yeah they really have done a nice job of improving the course over the years since yeah. we were there cool um what were some of the interesting places now obviously we've talked about you guys meeting at west point so should be clear by now that you're both career military guys what were some of the interesting places the military brought you where you could bring your clubs or was it possible to bring your clubs to, to any of these places well neither of us spent a lot of time in combat right <laughs> in my case none in mine also basically. Yeah. but uh, no from hawaii to berlin germany um, every assignment, which we were about 15 of them, there's always a golf course. There was always my, my kids played. My got my wife playing, so we've always been able to play golf in all these places around the world. Yep. See, that, that sounds pretty exotic to to me and Ian. I mean, they, I know that you know, combat or no combat, that's some pretty interesting places still. Yeah. I mean, playing golf in, in Hawaii and Berlin are just like the two polar opposites of, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, well, my dad or uh, my dad was a Navy, Navy guy. And then my grandfather was a Marine Corps Colonel. Um, so I see you have a Kanye Clipper shirt on. So he played out there weekly, you know, twice a week. So that's, you know, there's a good connection there. And he's, he speaks very highly of, of courses out in Hawaii, especially that, is, that one. That is a sweet golf course. And it's got <laughs> the best ocean holes 
in all of Hawaii. It's got three holes along the ocean back there that are just unbelievable. Spectacular. Yeah. More prettier than, than this. Oh, so, wow. So it's really wow. Cool. As yeah. pretty. As pretty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> High praise. Because we did run the course in um, in an issue recently. I think it was military Best course. Military Courses. Yeah. Exactly. It, it made it into the magazine. Yeah, very cool. Um, at what point in life did you guys start taking golf trips? And, and I mean, you know, the two of you, obviously, you've done more than one Lynx event together. Um at what point did you start taking golf-specific trips where it wasn't like a family trip where you played around, but it was a golf trip with the purpose of we're going to tee it up? Well, uh, my experience in all that is probably in the last five years. Okay. And, uh, you know, have uh, linked into Arch. with He did a lot more of golf travel with family members. Uh so we, we had a wonderful week in Ireland five years ago, another great week in Scotland three years ago. Uh, we go to Hawaii as fam- uh, couples uh, every spring, and we cool. play golf every other day for an, on a couple of week trip and just have a grand time. And then this is our third year of joining the, this great event and in, in our, our spouses, you know, in the army, you call those kitchen passes, yep. and they they uh, let us uh, do this, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's an awful sweet deal. And Arch has an extensive history of travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother and I went to uh, Scotland in uh, like 1982 for the first time. Yeah, and he we did it the old-fashioned way. We rented a car, we drove ourselves. He he sent letters to the secretaries yep. of all the best clubs to Troon to Turnberry to all uh, Muirfield and we went over there and drove on the wrong side of the road <laughs> and we made all of our own arrangements yep and we played golf for a week 36 holes a day and then that was kind of a that kind of started a habit of us going back there every two or three years so I've been over there about 15 times with various wow. cousins brothers <laughs> Uh, we, we took our took our yeah, yeah, with pals and yeah. pals. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been you know I've been to Bandon Dunes with uh, with some cousins. Yeah. Greenbrier. Yeah. Um, those are these are go- guys golf trip things. You've been to have uh, been to Kohler or Whistling Straits? Or, no, not yet. You went to Sand Hills. Yeah, I went to Sand Hills and oh, nice. uh, Dismal River Club just earlier yep. a month ago and. Uh, um, we went down to Stream Song, the yeah. two of us, and had a great time last spring. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a high point. It gives you something to look forward to. And in Minnesota, where I live, you know, it gets, gives you a reason to go hit balls in a dome somewhere. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so you guys have traveled a lot together, and that I'm setting you up to say some embarrassing things about each other, but you don't need to. Hey, what do you look for in a golf buddy? And I, in all seriousness, like for someone who's not – done a ton of golf travel but wants to find a friend what what's the difference between somebody that you just have around your home club that you tee it up occasionally and then someone who you actually want to take a trip with well i'll i'll try that and given my golf game the most the critical (laughs) ingredient is patience (laughs) with your partner and uh encouragement and you know we We've been doing this so long, we just kind of have a little back and forth that we just know what each other's and thinking. I mean, in during the round of golf, plus 
you know, just in all the other great festivities. And yeah. so it's just, uh, it's just a wonderful gig for me. And, and Arch is blessed with tons of patience and he's also got a pretty good needle going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, to me, it's, um, if, as long as the, the the people you're playing golf with are having fun, you don't care whether they're shooting 70 or right. 100. As long right. as they're having fun and they play at, at a good pace, yeah, you know, and they don't get really, and as long as they're having, they don't get really mad and don't get down yeah. on themselves. You, so if you got a pleasant, upbeat personality and they're interested in the three people around them, yeah, not just in themselves, right. So you get that kind of person. You also need the kind of person who can sleep one guy in that bed and one in this bed. Yeah. So you got to have kind of a, you know, you got to get, you got to get along and figure yeah. out how to there's enjoy some, each other's company. There's some give and take. Cause it, you're exactly. going to have, you're going to have good rounds. You're going to have bad rounds. You know, I, Ian and I have taken a handful of trips together. And, um, in fact, we're, you know, in our room here at the, um, at Casa de Campo. Um, and I think one of the key things is, generally also knowing kind of the pace that your partner or buddy wants to go at if i was the kind of guy that wanted to spend all afternoon on the beach and ian was gunning for 36 a day and i'm holding ian back and i'm thinking ian's being annoying and pushy you, right. you know it, it's it, it, you you get a sense of that and um but as you guys have found once you kind of click with somebody once you find your your golf buddy or your group of golf buddies that you know you can travel with it's unlocked from there, you know, yes. it, it, the, the world is your, your oyster. It's hard to find, you know, trips are best with four or eight. Yeah. They're actually even better with eight because you play with different people every day if you mm -hmm. do it that way. It's a great challenge to find eight people that, I mean, you know, when you, you, you look at, you're out, you're going to go someplace, we need to get eight guys to go play golf. Yeah. It's very hard to get the right chemistry. So it's a, you got to work hard at that. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's something that um, you might think, oh, it's easy to find eight, but you don't, it, it can make or break a trip in, in some ways. No um, you know, I, having the, the wrong group of guys, I've been on a couple of those trips. <laughs> in fact, I, I've been on trips where I didn't choose the group at all. I filled in as the eighth man when somebody dropped out and yeah, you do kind of wish, oh, I wish I was here with my, <laughs> my friends, <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, well, that's another podcast. Another thing podcast. we found is it's great if you've got an organizer, like mm -hmm. Arch is always the organizer in putting things together. And then we have an accountant in yep. the group and the accountant. So you're not, you know, someone's having a wine, we have a time and ordering a couple of bottles of wine with dinner and then you're all splitting the bill. It's never a good thing. No. We, we have a fellow who's magic on his iPad and you pay for what you spent and that, that helps. Everyone get along. Yeah, and, you know, and nobody feels like they've been kind of cut upon. out. It's like, hey, I had a Diet Coke here. You right, know? exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Yeah. A, on a recent trip, um, a friend recommended that uh, our group download an app called Splitwise on our phones. And I had never used it. It's fairly new, but it, it does exactly what you just said, where you input, you know, hey, I paid for this. Hey, you paid for that and allows allows everything to kind of break up evenly we were even in the and not evenly in some cases um but we were in the uk and it did the pound a dollar wow. exchange rate and everything so 
we had one person, you know, in charge of it who was main, who was monitoring the Splitwise app, and it's key. It, it yeah, is key. Cool. Nice. That's very that's, good. See, see, we're almost seventy years old, so that level of of technical <laughs> kind of beyond us, but we might try it next time. <laughs> so we've talked, you know, earlier in this episode all about Casa de Campo and being here um, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, this is not your guys' first time here. Um, tell us what you like about Casa de Campo enough that you decided to come back instead of going to a different place. Well, Tom saw the first advertisement a little over three years ago yep. and uh, convinced me to, uh, that we needed to come do this, which was ter a terrific idea. And uh, A, it's an absolutely stunning venue for golf. The golf courses are, are just are really excellent. The, every day is different because the weather is different. Um, the cost is the best way to come down here cost wise is to come with Lynx magazine. Yeah. And the and the, the 60, 70 people who come down here with Lynx, you know, we play with different people every day. We've never we've enjoyed every single random pairing that we've had, but we've always enjoyed the people we're with. And now when we come back, we know ten or fifteen people in right. on this thing. Right, right. So it's it's comfortable for us to be here. Yeah. And and this resort, you know, it has everything. It has beautiful rooms, incredible hospitality, mm -hmm. warm warm people. It's very secure. I mean, we we have had our same caddy now for the last two years every round, and we're he's he's like family. I mean, yeah. and he feels that way about us, and he works so hard to be the best caddy he can be. And so we appreciate that. And this is a, a lovely country. This is a beautiful people here. And the all-inclusive aspect, because I'm kind of a competitive guy, um, <laughs> is really, really wonderful. Nice. I agree. It's my first time, and it's Ian's first time, and we've really enjoyed it. We see the appeal. I, for the last three years that I've been at Lynx, everyone's come back raving saying oh man I, I love this place and then I you know I've been sitting at my desk thinking well one year one year and, and I finally got to come so <laughs> it, it's been great yeah. I'm gonna ask you one final question and then I'm gonna hand it over to Ian for a couple quick fire questions okay. and we'll wrap it up but mine's a simple one you guys have been with links to Costa Campo a number of times now where would you like to come on a future links trip if you could choose any destination but where, you know, what should we add to the list? Where should we plan next? That's a tough one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll come back here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if, if, if Lynx comes up with a uh, some sort of a comparable thing at a place we've never been, yep. um, our, our minds, I think, are open to that possibility. Nice. But, uh, you know, we've seen some of the Lynx, the Lynx, trips to Scotland yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. You know, we play, we're play golf every day, folks. We're, so if there's an, if there are off days, that's not too appealing. That's to a us. make or break. Yeah. And also, you know, over there, if you're on a bus with 30 people, 35, yeah, 35, I think that's fine for a lot of people, but yeah. for, I think for us, we don't want to be with more than four or eight people. In a yeah. Especially on a trip to the UK, I, I totally get that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, perfect. I, Ian, uh, let's hear some quick fire questions. Is this like Faraday's show? (laughs) Essentially. Essentially, yes. I'm ready. I'm ready, David. Ian Faraday here. (laughs) Do I have to do the accent, too? Um, Okay, so just a a few quick fire questions. Uh, Just first thing that comes to your mind. It's not that many. It's nothing embarrassing. Just just first thing that comes to your mind. So favorite golf destination you've ever been to? Uh, The old course, St. Andrews. Scott. Perfect. Um, the best golf shot you've ever hit? My one hole-in-one. And, and, and where was that? At Carlisle Barracks, Pennsylvania, when I was going to the Army workout. Very nice. Arch? Uh, can't think of one. <laughs> They're all good, right? <laughs> I had nine holes in one, so it's not like... Holy... So, wow. So, <laughs> so, 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 so there's not a favorite of, of, of those yeah, nine, then? They're, they're all good. You have nine could I, best Could shots. I revise yeah. and extend my remarks? <laughs> I, I would like to say the six-foot putt I made for par on 18 today, with which left a wonderful remembrance in my heart that was my favorite golf shot exactly exactly arch we're no longer friends (laughs) (laughs) um okay so what is the your favorite thing about casa de campo the golf the The, the teeth of the dog yeah is um spectacular spectacular it's so pristine it's so beautifully attended to the caddies are great it's just it's just a wonderful day of golf. Incredible. I couldn't agree more. Um, next one is what's your favorite hole on Teeth of the Dog? On that same note, the way I played today, I'm probably inclined to choose my least favorite. <laughs> but um, I think I love the the little 120 yard par three. The fifth on, mm-hmm. on the fifth. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd agree with that. Perfect. That's. Yeah. that's uh, it always uh, beats us to death, but it's uh, a fun little shot. It, it, exactly. And it's your first exposure to the ocean yeah. on the course. And you round that corner and it's just like, wow. And, you know, it's you can kind of peek through the uh, the palm trees going up, but that's your first real you know, oceanfront hole. Um, so the best golf travel tip that someone has given you that you've taken to heart? Um, make sure that you are able to layer that very very good point. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you got you got to you got to dress for everything, and you always want to make sure you bring your golf shoes uh, with your carry-on baggage, just in case your clubs and your luggage doesn't get there with you. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, that, that's all. That's all that I have. Um, those were those were fun and uh, kind of quick uh, off the top of your head. So. Awesome, guys. Thank you for talking to us today. And uh, we'll see you both next year, either here or uh, at a new destination. The good Lord willing. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so very much. Yeah, thanks to Lynx Golf. Yep. Thanks, Lynx. We had a great having a great time. Well, Ian, it was awesome speaking with Arch and Tom. I really enjoyed those guys. I had heard about them. You know, they've been to a number of these events. We had heard, yep, these are interesting guys. You ought to talk to them. And I think they delivered. <laughs> I, I, oh, my gosh, yes. And uh, it, it was it was fun talking to them about their careers and, and golf travel and a lot of a lot of crossover uh, between the two and, and playing golf in you know, Berlin and Hawaii yeah. and all that stuff. Well, that, you have a deep military history in your family, too, which was fun, you know, off uh, – 
non-recorded or unrecorded, you guys had some really interesting chats. And Definitely. They're just great guys. And, and, and so much fun to talk to. You could talk to them for, for hours and hours. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I think they went back out to play again. So we, uh, we, we, we had we to, had to, to let little, them go. It, it, yeah. Yeah. We, maybe they went to the pool. I, I don't know. But, you know, it was one of the many things that, that Casa has to offer. Yeah. Well, perfect. We, um, we've had a great time down here. We've got to pack up the recording equipment because we, we got to catch a flight. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Tough. Like leaving the Caribbean. T- tough life. <laughs> but um, we want to hear from you guys. What would you like to hear about um, on future travels? Uh, where do you want to see um, you know, Ian and I go uh, to where we can record uh, on site and let you know what it's like and you know, answer any questions you have? Reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, really, Instagram is one of the most exciting places what we have right now because we're just pumping out the content. A lot of that drone footage that I didn't take. I don't know who did. Um, <laughs> some, some random guy. Some random guy. Named Leyland Grumis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, reach out to us at Letters at Links Magazine as well. Subscribe to the magazine. That's where you'll really find out about a lot of these events we do. Yeah. You'll find out via email and our website as well. But um, Ian, until next time, we'll probably be back in the links offices uh, for the next few episodes of uh, season two. But we've got some exciting ones lined up and uh, a lot more to come. So much fun. So much fun.